fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that had a child, a boy child. As usual, I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along three other members of the Kryptonian Council with me to talk about Man of Steel. We've got Frank. The only podcast that knows a good death is its own reward. Also, Matt. The only podcast that knows people are afraid of what they don't understand. And Corey. The only podcast that argues its merits with a ghost. Honorable mentions. The only podcast talking about genocide. And the only podcast that was expecting you tomorrow. Like I said a moment ago, we're here to talk to you about Man of Steel. But before we get to that, we actually don't have that much to do. Oh, great, great. So yeah, we've been watching nothing, and we don't have an email from Sequel, because I guess his Wi-Fi is still out. Is that the excuse he gave? No. Okay, that's what I'm making bullshit. up for him. Good. You know what? That's fine. I'm covering for him. Well, that's very nice of you. So Man of Steel, huh? That was a movie? Alright, <laughs> let's talk about it. They've got some facts here. It was made in 2013. It's rated PG-13, and it's two hours and 23 minutes long. Too long. Just yeah. saying that it's too long. Yeah, yeah maybe. Now. <laughs> was there an ultimate cut? I don't think there was. No. I think this is before they figured so. out that that was going to be their money, their, excuse me, their quote moneymaker. Gotcha. I was directed by Zack Snyder, whose films were no stranger to here, <laughs> as he's given us the Dawn of the Dead remake, 300, and the movies we've done of his already, Watchmen and Batman v Superman. And we'll also be doing the Justice Which League is not movie. a sequel to this movie. It sort of is. It's like a half-sequel. Yeah, half-sequel. It's in the universe. This movie stars Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Kevin Costner, Diane Lane, Lawrence Fishburne, Russell Crowe, and Christopher Maloney. Who's Christopher Maloney? Stabler. That's who I thought it was. Okay, I'm sitting there going, fuck is Christopher Maloney? I feel like I know that guy. The budget for Man of Steel is an outrageous $225 million. Holy Wow! Jesus Christ! CVS had more, but not by much. And uh, Man of Steel grossed $668 million. Domestic was $291 million. At least they made their money back. And then some. Yeah, they... No, they actually made money on this movie. They tripled their investment pretty much. But the problem is, to them, not enough. It's never enough. True. Not making the Avengers money. Yet. Exactly, and that's their problem. They're not happy with what they get. The scores are actually the closest they've ever been in relation to each other. Sevens across the board. Some sevens. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie a 55%. Certified dicks. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie a 75%. IMDb coming in at 7.1 out of 10. Metacritic, 55. Same as Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic. And the user score for Metacritic is the same as the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes of 7.5. So it's like they copy and pasted. Good for them. They probably did. They were probably like, fuck this movie, we're not watching it. Here's the scores. <laughs> Those ads are not worth it. What did, what did Rotten Tomatoes say? Yeah, yeah, just use their page. No, no, just put just a link. Copy, yeah, just, just put a link, yeah. Just put a link. No, actually copy and paste. We don't have time for that. Dude, they're gonna know. <laughs> we don't... It's, it's fine, it's fine. They just credit credit link. Just <laughs> footnotes. Just yeah. At the bottom. Obtained from www.rottentomatoes.com <laughs> <laughs> backslash Man of Steel. Woo. URL not found. What do you mean URL not found? Shit, 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 shit. They're going to come down on us like a hammer. You wrote Man O Steel, not Man of Steel. Yo, it's a gangster. <laughs> There's an effing of? Son of a bitch. And yeah, the only remaining fact I have are the three other people who were... Potentially going to be Superman in this movie. Go on. Which were Matthew Good, who is Ozymandias in Watchmen. Uh-huh. Joe Manganiello, who is mm. Flash Thompson from Spider-Man and yeah, a bunch of other people. It. He's Deathstroke now. He is Deathstroke, if that movie yeah, ever happens. Yeah, if that movie ever happens. Great job. You know what? <laughs> just clapping up for the DC Universe as a whole. Great job, guys. You guys are really holding it together. And the last one was Colin O'Donoghue, who's been in nothing I've seen. But is he handsome? I guess so. He was in a movie with Henry Cavill. Oh, that's cute. Or some show. I'm not sure if it was a movie or show. Okay. Research is kind of Hubert's job. And he's... I freelance this. Been problematic around. at best. Yeah. This last week. It's probably because you keep taking like pieces top. off him. Listen, he gets what he fucking deserves. <laughs> we really gotta not leave him here. 
We really got You guys can take them home whenever you want. It doesn't fit in my trunk. See, there it is. Frank, you're buying right into the problem. You're all monsters. This is World War II all over again. This is what Kick-Ass was talking about. That's right. We just sit by and watch it happen. Sit by and watch it happen. I'm a monster and you people won't stop me. That's all I have for the facts about Man of Steel. We're going to give you our general... Well, three of us are going to give you our general thoughts. Here's the part of the podcast where you go if you want to go get an ice cream sandwich, or if you want to lower the volume, or start meditating for like 15, 20 seconds, have at it, because Matt's going to give you a Wikipedia article. A chemical element is a species of atoms having the same number of protons as their atomic nuclei. There are 118 elements that have been identified, of which the first 94 occur, occur, excuse me, occur naturally on Earth, with the remaining 24 being synthetic elements. There are 80 elements that have at least one stable isotope and 38 that have exclusively radioactive isotopes, which decay over time into other elements. And you got that from him taking the thing to the lab. All together. Is it? As a team. Hey, Corey, what did you think about this movie? I didn't hate it as much as I remember hating it. I remember seeing it and being like, Bleh. And then I watched it <laughs> this time. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it was, suck some of that back in. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Hold on a second, guys. This isn't quite as trash as I remember. It's still not great, but it, you know, I granted it's not that old yet, but it aged okay. And Russell Crowe kind of makes this movie. I know he's only in it for about ten minutes start to finish, but he's pretty fucking good in it. Spoilers. Yeah, great. He said the cast. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You're right, Frank. Frank, what did you think? Uh, this movie was super boring, in my opinion. Just about as boring as Matt's bit. <laughs> this will be the last part. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm going to say. For now, anyway. Wow. Yeah, I'm going with Corey on this one. I actually remembered I had to watch this movie, and I remembered how long it was, and I was like, oh, oh no. But it's actually not that bad. It's probably the best Superman movie I've ever seen, and I've seen two, so, you know, it had decent odds. But no, it's not that bad, and yeah, Russell Crowe and his whole part of this movie are probably the best part of it. And I will leave it at that for now. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling all the glory that is Man of Steel. So if you haven't seen it, and you want to see it, go see it. If you don't, don't. If you want to keep listening, keep listening. You already downloaded, doesn't matter. Thanks. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about it. I want to start with the beginning of the movie. Fair. Because my thoughts, watching the whole beginning of the movie, up until the part where we see Clark Kent, I was like, man, the beginning of this movie is like the end of a much better movie. Yeah. 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 Krypton is an awesome scene in this movie. The, the <laughs> opening sequence was pretty fantastic, and I think... 20 that's minutes, by the way. That's that's how long it is. Okay, 20 minutes. I'm just saying, no, that's how long we're yeah. on is 20 minutes. That 20 minutes is... Fr- I frankly thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I think that's my favorite 20 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. So then you just had to suffer through another two hours. Suffer is a strong <laughs> term. Some some points were good. Some of this movie's good, and some of this movie's kind of garbage. Yeah. Frank hated the Krypton scene. No, I liked it. Did you? Yeah, uh, the first part of the movie I did enjoy. It's the part that gives you hope, and you're like, oh no. Yeah. This is going away, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like Vulcan. Uh, oh. They did the... What year did um, Avatar come out? 2000... I think it was 15. No. 2012. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, which Avatar? Are we talking about Avatar? Not the last Avatar. Oh. The, 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 good, the good movie named Avatar. Think... 2013, That sounds late. Like, I feel like it came out before that. I feel like it came out, like, 2011 or James Cameron's Avatar came out in 2009. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. And this came out in 2013. 13. So, okay. They did steal a bunch of Avatar, because that thing that Russell Crowe was writing... That looked super Avatar-y. It looked literally like the beasts <laughs> that are in Avatar. Yeah. Eh, that they it fly. It looks like a dog or fly to me. Looked like a dog. Had dragonfly wings. Super cute. Second favorite character in the movie. A dog. <laughs> I didn't get a dog. I barely remember what the thing looks like. I thought, looking, looking th- thinking back, I was like, this is a dragon. He's got ears like a dog. Sounds like a dog. <laughs> he treats it like a dog. 
dog. It dies like a dog. <laughs> it just throws its bones. It dies like a dog. <laughs> well, the whole world burns, so I can't really cry that the one critter died. Yeah. There are a bunch of other critters that die. Yeah. The whole world um, explodes. For sure. It was interesting that the entire... Well, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? The entire source of life on this planet is in what looks like a Cro-Magnon skull. It looked like a, an early human skull. From the Mesozoic that had been era. like that had been like the wrong era, but yeah, yeah, I know. I just <laughs> uh, say words, that but one. yeah, no, they they like seemed like they inscribed. It was almost like they took the skull and they used it as a flash drive, and were running things off of it. And it was cool because when it was in the the breeding chamber or the museum or whatever the hell it was, the the underwater tanks. the underwater chamber, yeah, the, the Matrix breeding tanks that were biomechanical instead of just straight up mechanical. Um, <laughs> It had like little kelp, like that was feeding it, and then when he brought it back, it was a, a different structure. And I was like, "It looks like a little kelp." It did. It did. I liked all the biomechanical stuff. It was cool, and also looked a lot like Zordon. All the uh, the way they communicated. Oh, with the little pins. Yeah, the Kryptonian armor was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. At any point in this movie, not just on, but like when you see him put on his armor to like. Buy time for them to like get Leave. Kent off off world. Yeah. Um, His name is Kal El. I'm sorry, Kal El. Terrible, terrible naming. By the way, Cal from the House of El. There are very simple yeah. people. <laughs> are they though? There seems they, to though? be like 35 of them. <laughs> why is the why is the House L symbol an okay. S? You want to explain that hope. shit to me? It's a sign for hope. Yeah, it's not an S on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> My two favorite performances in this movie was Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner. Yes, yes, now the dads in this movie were killed way too soon. Yeah, the dads in this movie killed it. I just felt like everybody else was sort of lifeless. I mean, don't get me wrong; the moms did good, but the dads had like iconic fucking lines and crazy shit. What I will say is that at least with Russell Crowe, they u- they used him to the best of their ability <clears throat> considering the circumstances. So at least he wasn't just a picture. Answering questions because, like, I remember like Marlon Brando. Yeah, <laughs> like the old Superman movies when Superman like sees like the projection of his dad. Like, he can't actually interact with the consciousness. It's literally just question and answer. In Superman Returns, it's the same way. When because Lex Luthor shows up, puts a crystal in, and starts asking the questions. Oh, right, right, right. Because it's not it's not an actual consciousness. It's just a projection. Whereas here, Russell Crowe is actually. Interacting, his consciousness is uploaded. So at least he was able to continue to be useful and have a role as compared to just being a computer image. Plus, his son got to meet him. Kind of nice, right? That was cool. The guns were cool. Yeah. They were different than most other sci fi guns. They shot like a. I'm not going to say it was a gas round or something, but the way they shot with this like smoke cloud that like went with the projectile or whatever it was, I thought was awesome. Because usually it's lasers or or bullets or whatever, but it was something totally different. Like a light. Yeah. <clears throat> Almost looked like it was light. And Russell Crowe's got a thing. He likes getting stabbed in the kidney area. Gladiator. This. I did I did have a really <clears throat> hard time watching that op- like the end of that opening sequence and not being like, man, it's a really good thing Russell Crowe trained so hard for the Gladiator because this is Essentially what he's doing again. Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit better armor. <laughs> a little more advanced. Yeah. I mean, even, even whether advanced or not, it covered more than <laughs> what he was wearing in Gladiator. Touche. But when he got stabbed in the kidney, I was like, oh man, kidneys again? Does this part get stabbed in the kidneys? Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, exactly. Jeffrey, <laughs> Dean, kill? Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Sean Bean are looking for being dead <laughs> before the movie's over, and Russell Crowe likes to get stabbed in the kidney. <laughs> Did anyone see Noah? Does he get stabbed in the kidney in that? No, Does I Does a goat get him in the kidney? Ah! I'll live. It's okay. Um, I never die, except sometimes. But uh, back to your point, Kevin Costner is also phenomenal in mm-hmm. this. He's great. I hated his death. That scene is probably the worst scene in this movie. I Mr. hated death. it. I hated his death. I don't. I don't hate it. It's really terribly written. I hate that scene. Well, I mean, it's... it shows that because he was telling Clark not to use his powers in front of people. Yeah, he would get like. Fucking... And he was showing that that 
this is more important than that, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Yeah. Sure, sure. I get that, but there's a way better way to do that. Yeah. How? He doesn't get out of the car, and, like, Clark is, like, trying, and, like, he's... I don't know. He he didn't necessarily have to be standing and, like, up and proper and holding his hand up. Because, like, better yet, they're not in a traffic jam, and he's not going to save the fucking dog. Yeah. Like, it could have just been one that, like, hit the house, and he was trying to secure whatever. But, again, I guess the... The point is that It has to be in public. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be a public thing. You can do the same exact scene the same way they did it in this movie, but make it not stupid by have him have them exchange, have his dad and Clark exchange. Be like, Clark, no matter what happens, do not come save me before he goes in. Instead of standing there and putting his hand out, I hated that. That was the worst moment. It was so stupid. Yeah, because it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the standing, the standing part especially. So, like, he gets out of the car, he realizes, like, his ankle is, like, crushed and he's not going to be able to walk or run. He's on the ground, which is, like, the safest, like, place to be in that scenario, and then he chooses to stand up to be amongst the rubble. Where, like, he could have just been laying down and and still put his hand up. He could have been laying down and, like, put his hand up, like, don't do it, It's, it's okay, I get it. I'll crawl. I'll crawl the best I can, but beyond that, all of his scenes are pretty good. Yeah, I can see that being written like shit. No, it is. It's yeah. just like, who would do that? No one. <laughs> I do appre- I do appreciate the message that they're trying to send, though, that the dad's self-preservation wasn't as important as it wasn't as important as his son's. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. That's the message that they were trying to deliver, and to that end, they delivered it. I just think it could have been better. Yeah, agreed. There's a way to, like I said, there's you can much more believably convey that whole thing than that scene, but... I think uh, I think that the <laughs> him hallucinating his father bothers me way more than that scene. Oh, you mean in BVS? In BVS, when he has the... Oh, when he goes to meet him on the fucking Yoda well, Mountain. Yeah, that's... that's I'm just saying. That's even dumber, granted. Okay, I'm, I'm just making sure that... that fucking Yoda Mountain. For, for a frame of reference, like, that scene pissed me off way more than the scene ever could. Yeah. Fair. That... that I, watching this again makes me hate that scene more. Like, why can't you just be on the fucking farm, yeah. swing on the swing, and your dad walks up, leans against a tree, and starts chit-chatting? Why do you gotta be on the top of the fucking mountain? Exactly. Dumb. Because it's your symbolic a, of your, something. Your dad's never been to this mountain. You don't know Maybe that. Maybe you have. No, he's never, never left Kansas. They say that all the time. John Kent never left Kansas. How did you guys feel about his little revenge from, from the diner? The guy in the diner. Like, <laughs> you were the guy's car, uh, I, truck. I like it because it showed that it showed almost like a sense of like justice. Like I can't do something to you, but I can do something to to something that's yours. I don't hate it, and I think that it's cool because it shows you that he's human. Yeah. Like, on, like they don't really make it clear enough with any of the dialogue, but. The Kryptonians, like, apparently don't have, like, a sense... Or at least the, the warriors don't have a sense of morality because they're genetically prone to, like, just deal with logic and what's best well, for no, the they, they, what, the, what it is is the Kryptonians bef- that aren't Clark... Yes. ...don't because they are bred for a purpose. Exactly. He's not. Exactly. But even more than that, like, he grew up on planet Earth. Yeah. He understands how petty humans are, and he feels like he's human in a lot right. of ways... So he got petty. Like, yeah. I liked it. I yeah, liked that part it. of it. I have no issue with the revenge thing. I feel like I'm getting really negative on all these scenes <laughs> you guys are talking about. I also hate that scene because <laughs> the guy talks shit to him, dumps a beer on his head. He takes his apron off and quits his job. He leaves forever because of that. What the fuck? <laughs> because there's no, that's not human behavior. I know he's not human, but he's he thinks he is. There's no way to come back from what was happening because he got pushed and didn't move. Like, okay, you can say, all right, maybe he's jacked. He is. But Have you seen time, him in this movie? Yes, I did. But at the same he's time, shredded. if I push someone who's jacked, they're still going to move. He didn't move, and then he got something thrown at him, and it bounced off him like a fucking wall. <laughs> He knew the jig was up. To an extent. 
True. Yeah. If you're listening and you're jacked, please send us an email or a tweet. I would love for you to show up and have Matt push you to see what happens. I would love to push you. <laughs> Just for science. Right, you pretend to be Superman. I'll be asshole diner guy. Yeah, I'm asshole diner guy. I'm going to need a hat. Matt, you're not drunk enough for this. <laughs> you're right. Give me three more beers. I have less of a problem... And now that you mention it, that is pretty fucking stupid. I have less of a problem with the gets into like a fight at a diner and up and quits his job and starts like walking away. So much as I have an issue with being on a crab boat that close to an oil rig that's exploding. Oh my. Showing up, ripping the door off of its hinges, saving the helicopter from leaving, and nobody says anything? Yeah, he was on fire. He was, he was actually he on fire when he opened the door. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they said anything, because in that situation they would just wave it off as like, oh, Dude, you know, you've been in a traumatic situation, blah, blah, blah. It was all the smoke we were hallucinating. Right, exactly, yeah. So, some other thing and pressure must have ripped that door off of its hinges. And the, and the rig was destroyed, so they okay. couldn't even tell that, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The body, like, them not searching for the body or being able to find the body, that, that I can wait, I can hand wave that. But the fact that, like, it takes Amy Adams going, like, town to town, person to person, to try to find these ghost stories about this guy that's, like, unbreakable. Meets red-headed genius. IHOP. Yep. That guy was great. He <laughs> they kept pulling, steering the movie right back to him. I thought he was Jimmy like, Olsen. Three separate Whenever times. I saw the movie, I was like, is this Jimmy Olsen? What the fuck? <laughs> Jimmy Olsen Jimmy gets Olsen gunned gets down killed. in the street. Yeah. <laughs> He's also not named. Yeah. Except in the credits. Yes. But this guy's name was Pete whatever, right? It was Pete something? The yeah, the, yeah, the one. Also, why is he just learning how to fly? Like, I get they, like... He was brought up to, like, super hone and super concentrate his skills and, like, not let anybody know. But if he pushed a bus filled with people out of the water at, like, 10 to 13, you're telling me he didn't just have the urge to jump and realize he could jump, like, six miles? Like, seems a little (laughs) silly. I assumed he flew from the boat to the rig... That's how we got there so fast, like no. instantaneously. Yeah, but then no, he, when, swam he swam because he doesn't know how to fly he when he first fly, puts a suit he on. Fly until he puts a suit on because Superman originally didn't fly. That's that's what this whole thing is. I, he can leap tall buildings in a single bound. That's what the whole thing was. He literally jumped. So it's like Monel. Yeah, exactly. So he literally taught himself how to fly because he didn't know how before. That's why he was doing all that jumping, the weird shit. But it still didn't look like he was really in control of his jumping ability when he started doing it. I, I'm, I'm not telling you the movie's right. I'm just telling you what's happening. Well, the movie's Fair. definitely not right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Frank. If you could, if you listening at home or in the car could see Frank's face when he said that, it's like <laughs> someone is killing a puppy in front of him. He's like shell shock. Yeah, it's like shell shock. Exactly. PTSD is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Tell us more, Frank. Well, all right, so. I'm pretty sure the way he meets Lois, definitely not like this. He doesn't meet him, uh, meet her as Superman, and no. then, oh, I'm gonna come work with you, and you're not, you're gonna know who I am. That's not how it was. As far as my recollection is concerned, the whole premise of Superman is that he's a journalist working at the Daily Planet, yeah. trying to hook up with Lois Lane, who is chasing after Superman. Like as far, like that's how it's supposed to go. It's not. Lois Lane hunts down Superman. Finds out he's Clark Kent. And then goes and, Clark, like, Clark is like, hey, why don't you come work? Why don't you come work with me at the day? I know, you have no experience, didn't go to school, probably can't yeah, write worth a shit. They wanted you to throw that whole secret identity thing with Lois out the window. It's just, fucking stupid. Like, they don't even, like, entertain the idea. Like, it's just like, hey, I'm at the Daily Planet. And she's like, winky face, you want to take an afternoon delight? And he's like, I'll blow it out your back. And she's like... <laughs> What? And you're like, yeah, you know. It's that Kansas shit. Um, There's a lot of subtle concept, context in that 30-second end credit scene. It's that Kansas shit. Well, I mean, the, the, again, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit here, but I also started watching BBS after I was done this, and he walks in 
to the apartment. He's like, hey, I'm going to make dinner. And she's sitting there in, like, this old school bathtub, like, I'm so worried about you. So he jumps in with his clothes and, like, has, again, afternoon delight. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. I mean, I like the fact that he uh, alien versus predator his way to the ship. And he made a big friggin' hole. Where are you going? How the fuck did she see her him? On her the picture. camera. Bullshit. Bullshit. First, of all, first of all, her camera's great. She's Lois Lane. Second of all, whatever. She's got the Nikon. So he bored his way through ice with his laser vision. He made a big damn hole. That was a big ass hole. First. Second of all, she gets hurt by that robot. And he says, oh, I gotta fix this. And then he... Grab my hand. Fucking cauterizes her wound with his fucking laser vision. Holy shit. She doesn't limp after it. She's just like, That's how good his fucking vision is. No, 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 no. No, there's nothing limping about it. She's laying fucking prostrate on a fucking iceberg (laughs) and the helicopter finds it. We don't know what the fuck happens after that. Yo. We just know she writes a story and then puts it on a blog because that's a good idea. I'm still... able to walk straight and through. (laughs) I'm still a little confused as to how... Clark figures out that, like, the alien ship is there in the first place. He, I may have blinked or, like, looked away at that particular moment, but I know that Lois shows up. Okay. They don't say that he knows the ship is there, but he's working for that company that's working for the... that's working for the Air Force while they're there. Oh, so he just hears about it. And <clears throat> well, his resume is fucking... Long. Resume. He doesn't have a fucking resume. He's a social security guard. He's just so telling him, hey, I'm big, I'll lift stuff. I mean, give him right? am I right? Give him a hand and take. Doesn't he have a social security? Yeah, he would. Stuff? But I'm just saying, he's yeah, okay. not. He, they called him Joe. Well, yeah, he's not being Clark yeah, Kent. No, he's exactly. being. Yeah. He's making he's up Clark, new names. Clark Kent point. has all of these things. <clears throat> yeah, but how do you get vaccines? You know what I was thinking about that today. <laughs> he doesn't need. Here's them. the thing. One, I don't think the sun works instantly on him, so it could have been possible that in those early. Months, two years, he was able to flesh. be treated by a human. Yeah. But then after that, nothing. They also said he had trouble breathing in the beginning right. because he was acclimating to the atmosphere. So who knows how long until his full power kicked in. Yeah. Further, I'll, I'll piggyback off this. Two, we're talking middle America here. They're not Vaccine. huge on vaccines, particularly. Really? Yeah, no. There's a lot of people... Where- I know there's a lot of people now, but like the, when the story's being told, I feel like everyone's... They have it. more pressing issues like tornadoes that appear immediately huh. while you're driving home. Which is an actual thing. No, that's it like, is. But that's an actual thing in Kansas. It's a joke, but it is yeah. uh, It is a thing that actually happens. You have a 4x4. Four four. fucking terrifying. You can uh, get out of there it's not like drive home. It's not like the highway had like one of those like metal... Dividers either they could have just fucking pulled a UV on the fucking yeah I know everyone could have but no one did everyone's like oh go hide under the overpass no I didn't say they were smart they're not they're farmers they were back to the scene I'm sorry it's okay I hated Zod I hated how far apart his eyes are <laughs> okay that makes him look like an alien mm. it's like a fish eyes on other side of his head. I don't care for Zod either. I thought he was lifeless and not really a great villain. He's not a great villain. Him being lifeless makes sense. Yeah, they have a different culture and everything. He gets better in the next movie. <laughs> the sequel standard. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not, holy shit, does Zod beat the sequel standard? Fuck no. Come on, technic... I no, mean, no! It doesn't. <laughs> Is, okay, okay. Question one. Is Zod... One of the big recurring villains in the Superman universe. Uh-huh. No? Yes? No. I thought he was. No, no, no. Zod's like a big villain for Superman. I've never he? heard of Zod being in a comic book outside of, like, once. I thought I Zod know that he's was in one a movie of the, and that's it. I thought Zod was one of the biggies. I'm uh, pretty I sure he is. Can we, get, can, we get, can we get Caleb G on the line and figure this out? Yeah. He knows. Yeah, he does. He would know. I have no idea. Superman's not my cup of tea. Nor is he mine, but I've, I remember hearing Zod mm. a lot. Okay. Again, well, I mean, Zara? Zod made yes. an appearance in the Christopher Reeves movie. Exactly, so well, that, that might be... That's what he might, he that might, I mean, that may have been what I'm, th- what I'm attributing it to. Floated away in a mirror. Because if that's, if that's the case, then, okay, you could throw that, that standard out. You could throw that one out. Um, Nonetheless, does he... 
he should be or could be a more longer lasting problem than he is. He's he lasts, in a lot of comics. He could have been like, I'm he, out. He is in a lot of comics? Getting back in my ship, I'm going to try this again another time. They could have done that, but they didn't. No. They're just like, just waste them because you're going to have to fight Batman next movie, so. <laughs> but like, how much better, how much better might the Justice League be if... If Zod was a problem. If, if, Zod, if Zod is part of the problem. We don't know what the problem is in Justice League yet, but it would only be better if a natural-born Kryptonian who knows how to fuck up Superman is at least somehow behind the helm in some capacity. So does he beat the sequel does he beat the sequel standard? I I do not think so. Because he only has one movie and he went out like a little bitch. He really did. He went out like a little bitch. He went out by trying to get out of the the chokehold by frying a family of four. Which clearly backfired because all that Superman had to do was snap his fucking neck. Which apparently is doable if you're another Kryptonian. I, I thought that that was interesting. Well, I mean, interesting in a condescending sense or interesting in a... No, interesting in a real sense because you would figure that... Someone with superhuman strength can snap someone else with superhuman strength's neck. Yeah. Yeah, but like the way that the fight was going, it seemed like they were just going to go back and forth for a very long time. Right. Unless one of them killed, which no one thought Superman was going to, but then he did. Let's rewind a little bit. That whole fight scene is like Neo versus Agent Smith. I yes. fucking hated it. That's super and also it looked terrible. It's like the CGI no, not was great, not good. It's not a great fight scene for like the really quick moments. I was just like, this doesn't look good at all. I think that they 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 pulled out a, one or two kind of cool tricks. Things that the thing the couple things I I felt that landed landed really cool, like um, Zod getting the beam, and Superman's defense mechanism was to melt it. Melt it yeah, that was kind of cool. The bringing down the building because Zod just goes ape shit on his laser eyes as Bruce Wayne looks on from the ground oh, floor. He wasn't this, is, this was his final straw. His second or third final straw. Yeah. <laughs> so, but for the most part, it, it was kind of anticlimactic. I thought I some it, of the other fight scenes would be better. it looks good. The fight scene, the fight itself, eh, but... I don't think it looks bad. It could have been just, like, the way I was watching it. I was watching an HD version, but, like, the whole time I was like, the Avengers look so much better than this. Just, like, the fight sequences. And, like, the Hulk sequences look so much better than that. Yep. And he's all CGI. Yep. That's true. Good point. So. It's just, it's... TV could have played a part in it. I don't know, but well, I think the other thing—the other thing—is it's. It's. I can't believe I'm of all people going to be the one to fucking say this, but it's almost unfair to compare the DC EU and the MCU. It's it's almost unfair to compare the two because the MCU is so fucking great. Yeah, not so much on the DC. They put a lot of money into this. They movie. did. Did you have it to look at the paychecks? Who yeah. got paid the most? Russell Crowe. Well, you gotta figure how much did that opening whole part of the movie cost? Because yeah, that, that was, was ridiculously that was, expensive. It was so good. That did look the best, though. Yeah. But like, and, and is that and is that the issue? They blew their load in the first twenty minutes, and then they had to like Literally. make do. Yeah. Just like BBS, they blew their their load in the beginning, and then they were like, uh, borrow some of that footage for the troll. <laughs> so my my point being, I don't want to compare the Metropolis fight scene with the Battle of New York. Only because I don't. That's, I don't think it's fair to Superman. Although that's that's the point that DC is trying to make, and that's why they're not doing a good job. Is because they keep making that comparison, and it's like, guys, just make your own shit and forget about what they're doing, and you'll make the money too. Mm-hmm. Which I, th- I, I mean, they still make the money, but they don't. They don't think so. Six hundred. Any fucking That's the thing. They don't think so. Any group of people that can turn their nose up at six hundred and sixty-eight million dollars can go fuck themselves. Fact. Well, a lot of them probably went to BBS, right? Yeah. After the fact. So. Well, BBS had a budget of two fifty. Huh. So, yeah. do we remember what it made? We don't remember what it made, right? It made, it made a lot. way more than two fifty. Yeah, it, yeah. Made a lot. it probably made like upwards of. It definitely made upwards of six hundred. Hubert. 
Get on that. Um, the child <laughs> actors they used for Clark actually kind of looked like Henry. Yeah, they were they were, they were good actors too. Domestic, it made three hundred and thirty million. Okay, okay but worldwide, because worldwide is the six sixty eight. Oh, worldwide is eight hundred and seventy three. Ooh, good. <laughs> Yeah, you're doing fine, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, Your chill. movies aren't turning out that great, but you're making ass load of money. Oh, I had notes, actually. I can actually go to my notes. Good. While you're doing that, the school bus scene, I actually really like that scene. I thought that scene was pretty cool. I'm definitely Where he saves the, the kids. Well, then he talks about Lana right after. I think he could have done anything better than what he did in that school bus scene. Like him pushing the bus out like that, I was like... <laughs> I feel like it's plausible deniability at that point. What else is he going to do? He, if he came up from under it? Uh, melt it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come up from under it and then kind of jam it into the... Because he just kind of rolled it up on the shore. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Which, by the way, it would have rolled back down. But no, Not with your boy Clark holding it up. He didn't hold it up. He went and got the fat kid. That's true. He did go up to get the fat kid. Uh, but we're not talking about that. He left the big about, rock there. Yeah. Uh, he popped all the tires. Hello. It was full of water. It was waterlogged. Great. So it's heavier. It's gonna roll yeah. faster. Wasn't one of the <laughs> wait. Wasn't one of the reasons that it spiraled out of control in the first place was because it had a blown tire. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's some friction there too. Uh, okay. I, okay. So it's not rolling fast <laughs> down the hill. It's still going down the hill. It's going. Everybody yeah. out. Sure. So yeah, coming up from under, you also have a better ability of like. Hiding. Exactly, hiding. So, like, you could, like, essentially push it up and get it where you need to get it, and then, like, roll out from underneath it and, and be, be like, like oh, oh, I fainted. I, I must have gotten thrown off the bus and came up. With this kid, Ralphie. Hey. <laughs> Pete. I'm sorry, Pete. No, Jonah. <laughs> His name's definitely not Jonah. <laughs> so, when the, um, the first fight scene with oh what is her name in this is it Laura, Laura? no not Laura Laurel. that's her it's the mother's name the general second in command the woman Fiara Fiara I just want to start with an L and then the super big guy when that fight scene's happening they like well first of all they, they destroy the IHOP but they also like fly through a 7-Eleven and everything explodes all I could think about when I was watching it was this looks like that Hulk Hulkbuster video we watched that one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's like middle America, nothing spectacular about it. They destroy like three 7 Elevens. Yeah. There's like a bunch of product placement in this movie. Yeah, sure. Well, it's how they made so much money. 7 Eleven, I have. That's pretty much Wayne Tech. What? <laughs> Lexcorp was in it. Lexcorp. Because those are real companies. <laughs> yeah. But that sweet Lexcorp hall. <clears throat> so this might be a dividing issue. But let's do it. We need the filter. I'm ready. I think personally that the pacing in this is pretty good. I like the fact that it's not a bunch of clips of him growing up and then adult Clark Kent. I like that it's kind of bouncing back and forth, where it's like adult Clark Kent being on a crab boat, super young Clark Kent. So you like this non-linear. I do like that it's non-linear. I mean, it's linear in the fact that there are two very specific timelines. There's, yeah, but it, it jumps. Yeah, it I like. That's not doesn't, doesn't just go chronologically. <laughs> yeah, forward. correct. And I like I like that. Um, I th- I don't know that the reason that they did it landed as much. I think that they were trying to do it so that every flashback scene, you like, he was supposed to pull something like pull something from that moment that influenced what he did in the moment. So I don't think they hit the nail on the head there. But at the very least, I liked kind of the back and forth. So it wasn't just grind through a bunch of young Clark Kent to then have to fight a bunch of Kryptonians. Kind of like that went back and forth. I, I was a little choppy. I took it as they were trying to learn their lesson with an origin movie. Mm-hmm. And be like, well, it's not really an origin movie if it's not chronological. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really kind of screwed the pooch in the beginning with Krypton. But after that, we learned our lesson. That's the way I took it. Okay. I didn't hate it. But I'm just saying that's the way I felt they were doing it. Okay. How'd you feel? I mean, I don't, I don't hate that it bounces around. The pacing in this movie isn't necessarily bad, but I feel like they don't accomplish anything in the time they have. Like, if you told me this movie is two hours and 23 minutes, I would have been like, man, we're going to get a whole bunch of young Clark Kent, and then he's going to be adult Superman and fighting for a while. 
and we don't get a lot of young Clark Kent, so where does the time go? Yeah, that's a good point. There is, there's... Into the black hole that's Krypton. There does seem to be a lot of wasted time. I mean, granted, I didn't count on a 20-minute Krypton scene opening the movie, so that definitely does detract from some of it, and I'm willing to forgive a lot more because that scene was so awesome. <laughs> but it still made me feel like we didn't accomplish much of anything. Like, Zod's barely in this movie for the guy who's the main villain. Like, he doesn't really do anything. Um, he, he had there. to be imprisoned for 3,000 cycles. You're That's right. That's right. We don't even know what a cycle is. No fucking clue what a cycle is. Also... I have a thing related to that about him being in prison. He says that when Krypton was destroyed, they were freed from their sentence. Why did they bother sentencing him if he was, the planet was literally going to blow up ten minutes after? I, yeah. It's like, I know it's like symbolic, but you're not even going to be alive to appreciate this. It, but, like, it doesn't even make, the, the sentence doesn't make sense. Like, that, that, that prison sentence makes no sense, because if the planet's going to explode... Why would you not want them to die with it? Why would you want, like, the most... Because they don't do capital punishment. They don't sentence people to death. That's some dumb (laughs) nonsense. I made that up. But it might be how they thought. Sure. I Uh, guess. But then again, they don't make it clear, but it's completely possible that the Kryptonian Council doesn't actually think that Krypton's going to explode. That's what I was... That they don't... Also that. Like, they don't believe in what... Whatever Russell Crowe's actual... Jarrell. Jarrell. Is it Jorel L or is it Jorel? Jorel hyphen L. J O R hyphen E L. Jorel is a name that that could be a name on its own. Cal L. And that's Jor- the thing. Jor- his son Jor- ends with an L too. So Cal L. Because L is his last name. Yeah, I get it. But Lore like, L. But you could say Lance. Yeah. But you could say Jorel L. Yeah. And it'd be the it. Yeah. That's my confusion. Anyways, they could have not believed Jorel. Well, they didn't. Yeah. So that's exactly, that's why they sentenced him to 3,000 cycles. They were like, it's not like the planet's going to fucking explode. I guess that's fair if they were really committed to the, the viewpoint that they didn't think Krypton was actually going to explode. But it, but even even beyond that, it doesn't exactly make, it's a pretty bad prison system if you send them up there, and if something bad happens to, like, your infrastructure, the prisoners just get sent free to roam the fucking universe. Well, they had to convert the thing to a phantom drive. I don't understand the science in this movie at all. But they turned their prison cell into a sweet spaceship that lets them travel wherever they want. That's somehow. Sure. <laughs> Again, the problem still remains. If you put people in a prison on a ship and something bad happens on the planet, so then they're no longer prisoners in like whatever that weird ice nonsense is pretty bad fucking prison. Especially if they're military, if they're like military based and are probably pretty good at like hacking their way through things. It's a Krypton 18. (laughs) If you're in trouble and you can afford them, (laughs) they will come out of the Phantom Zone. (laughs) The Zod team. The Zod team. With Hannibal Zod. (sighs) Genocide. I love it when a good genocide comes together. Fiora, <laughs> today's a good day to kill you. That other dude. What? And the black guy with the mohawk. <laughs> 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 uh, I played a fool. Krypton. That would be really funny if they just had a, a Kryptonian with with a mohawk, with an Afro mohawk, and just smoking a cigar and like a big chain on. Actually, no, Hannibal smokes a cigar. Mm-hmm. But if he had like a ah. Uh, the Mr. T, Kryptonian, B.A. Baracus. Oof, so good. It doesn't look like they had too much <laughs> genetic diversity on that planet, if I'm being honest. No, no, it really doesn't. They all got dark hair and white skin. My final thing on the, the pacing stuff is that it does seem to be the trend of, like, all the Netflix series, the, the MCU Netflix series, they all seem to do a very similar thing, where it's like, a bit in real time and then like a flashback to something that happened and then a bunch in real time and then a flashback to something else that happened. Um, the arrow does it, obviously. Um, Poorly. No, the arrow is just extending it too fucking much. It needs to end now. Like, five years on an island. Eight years this place. It's like, stop. It was five years on an island but it was actually only a year and a half on the island like two and a half years in yeah. Russia. 
It's so bad. To go I, back to the island, as we're about to find out. I haven't gotten to watch it. I didn't watch it. He's going back to the island. No, he's, no, do, he's, he's done it back yet. What? Is Constantine back yet? Yeah, they animated it. He's never right. coming back. Frank, what did you hate the most about this movie? Uh, probably how they killed Zod. The, the snapping of the neck? Yeah. Oh, did Zod end up getting to the to Chris to crispify the family? Do we no. know? No. We don't actually see them alive, though, do we? They're not dead, though. He doesn't kill them. No, I think you do see them when he's like, no, like he's pissed at Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're still on. there. You see them in the corner. It's like, oh my god. Because I would have because that would have been so much better. I so much better. Disagree. If like the minute that he like finally decides to like, the only way to save these people is to like kill this one guy, and, and then the minute the that father. he does it. Oh, at least one of them die anyways. Oh. So it's like a double whammy. On top of the fact that I don't know why he's so upset about killing this one person. He just fucking toppled half of Metropolis. So people are dead. Well, he kept telling them, don't do this, don't do this. Sorry. But people are dead. He wanted to see the good in Zod. <laughs> yeah. There is no good in Zod. Genetically speaking, there is zero good in Zod. Just military might. <laughs> Joe, what did you hate the most? What I hate? I told you. The- okay. Kent holding his hand out, being like, "Don't save me! Our nonverbal communication is awesome." Papa Kent loved it. Matt hated the most oh, when it started, and then when that's it, a lie. And then the whole thing. You hated the whole thing. The whole thing. You really hated the whole thing. Uh, what did I hate the most? Um, you didn't even sound like you hate that movie that much. I expected this to be a lot more visceral from you. Yeah, I figured they'd be like, "Ah, oh, fucking, fantastic." I should feel like he hasn't said a lot. It's true. I'm trying to think of like a scene that really was like, fuck, this is dumb. I guess I really didn't like the part where he was, when he was kind of burning his way down to the ship. Okay. It was just the stupidest sized hole that he could have made. It was like, you're trying to be sneaky about this. Yeah, you make an ape. But you made it, you made an ape, you made an eight inch circumference hole through a quarter mile of ice. Laser eyes. A la Alien vs. Predator style. And your girlfriend followed you. No. Not girlfriend yet. No. They didn't know each other. Oh. It was his girlfriend. (laughs) You think that was his eyes that burned her? (laughs) Yes. I don't think she could walk. (laughs) What'd Um, you go steal? You did. (laughs) What'd you go steal? Your back breaks. Um... (laughs) I mean, I'm actually with Joe on this. I think that the thing I hated the most was the was Papa Kent. But close runner up is the start of the Neoverse Agent Smith scene when he like doesn't actually stand up and then start to float. He just like he's laying down and he just floats. Oh yeah, no, I I hated that too. And he's like, you don't have to do this. I'm like, why yeah. do you look like a fucking torpedo? It's like it's like it's the way he got up and then the line. I'm gonna stop you, Zod. You don't have to do this. And then they fly together, hit, and make like their like, <laughs> the, like sonic boom on the ground. I'm like, why don't you just make it rain and and really steal the yeah, scene? Just perfectly in in time with him saying that it just gets darker <laughs> and thunder cracks. <laughs> this is my world, my world. Yeah, no, I, I I definitely did hate that scene too. And again, it's not like the rest of the fight scene was all awful. It's just. That particular piece of it was <laughs> fucking garbage. Yeah. That was bad, right? That was... It's actually one of the few parts of this movie that I can point to and be like, yeah, no, this was not good writing. Like, the, like the actual dialogue. One of the few parts... Like, I'm sure if I really dove into it, I could find more really dumbass lines. But that's the one line that was, like, delivered and said that. I was like, oh, shit, this is bad. Apparently they they took that one line and then just extrapolated it into a two hour movie that we call Batman vs Superman because you know you have to save Martha. Ugh. This is mother's name. <laughs> Mar- Martha L. <laughs> Martha L. No Martha. <laughs> no shit. You've learned nothing. <laughs> Caleb, I'm sorry. There you go. I didn't hate Superman as much as I thought I was going to. I've I have been the loudest anti Superman person I know. I fucking hate Superman. And in this I don't hate him that much. 
I still hate fucking Superman, but in this movie, he's not that bad. Yeah, and that's my thing. Simple as that. It's not, he's really not that bad. Less super, more man. But it doesn't mean I like his power set. It doesn't mean I like all the shit that he gets to do. All of it. All of he gets you, to do all of the shit. I find it. I find it kind of. I guess the most ridiculous part is that he is the entire X Men team. Yeah. Like there's a guy on X Men. He's everything. Yeah, but there's a guy on X on the X Men whose power is laser eyes. And then there's a guy. Yeah, it works differently. Sure, it works a little differently. <laughs> there's a guy. There's a guy who has like frost abilities. No one used it. He didn't use it in this. Movie. He didn't use it in this movie. But if he does, he use it in the second movie. I think he might use it against. I'm Batman. trying to remember. He uses it to chill a soda. <laughs> <laughs> Just ice like cold, ice refreshing Pepsi. Product <laughs> 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 placement. <laughs> Uh, he's been drinking that can of Coke for the last five fucking minutes. It's Pepsi. <laughs> he's been drinking that can of cola for the last five fucking minutes. It's RC cola. Uh, it's Pepsi cola. It's whatever cola. It's a fucking tab. cola. It's a cola. That it's ooh, tab cola. Oh man. Now we're getting fucking. That's Superman's weird. favorite beverage. <laughs> we had that tab cola. After I punched Doomsday in the dick, I would like to have a nice tab. <laughs> A lot of you might be saying, Superman, what the hell is Tab? It's because I bought it all. It's in my fortress of solitude. And you can't have any of it. Dicks. We didn't want it. It's kind of gross. <laughs> we thought they stopped making it ten years ago. We didn't want it. I never had it. We didn't have it in the Ukraine. That's not true. You definitely had it. So my last thing is him... What's Russian for Tab? <laughs> I have no idea. There we go, Frank's fun man. Took me ten years to walk to 7-Eleven there. <laughs> Across the fucking frozen lake in the, the blistering cold. Lake. I'm making my holy pilgrimage to San I had to ride one of those fucking Linux dogs. <laughs> Good for you. Linux? Linux? I have no idea. Snow leopard. Okay. Pretty sure leopards are yep. feline. Yep. Good night. Took this bit too far tonight. Alright, moving on. <laughs> um, the end when he throws the drone down in front of the general who's driving in a really beat up piece of shit car with a captain. Where are they going? What are they? Are, are they? Are they going to find Superman? Area fifty one. Are they going know. to find Superman? I'm I'm a little confused by this. No, they were, I think they were just on a base, and Superman noticed this drone following him, and he just decided to bring it back to where it belongs. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Why he did it, I get. It's just like the circumstances are a little strange to me. Mm-hmm. No, it is. And the um, the exchange is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to trust me. Hell, I was raised in Kansas, whatever the dude's name is. And then when what's her, the the captain is like, he's just kind of hot. I like that was that was cute. That was a cute little funny line. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they they finally put one in five seconds before the fucking trailer started to roll. They put. There's a couple of lines in this movie. Don't press me to think of one right now because I can't remember specific lines that didn't infuriate me. But <laughs> there were a couple of lines. Oh, I really want you to go through some of the other ones that infuriated you, though. We touched on most of them. Okay. Um, but there were ones where I was like, okay. All right, they were making a joke here. I get it. It's like uh, like the first kiss line. I'm pretty sure that only counts if, if you're kissing a human. Yeah, okay. And then... I don't know, there were one or two more scattered throughout there. Oh, where she's talking to the guy with the from the blog. Didn't you say my site was a disgusting rag or something? She's I like, it still that. is. <laughs> it still is, I, but I need you yeah. now here measuring dicks. Yeah, I, yeah, is that Lois had gray lines. Now, if we're done measuring our dicks, can we just get down to it? Welcome to Canada, bitches. I run the show up here. <laughs> Three inches. <laughs> Frank, we were... Okay, great. Uh, I need a tape measure. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> right, well, I'm done. So if anybody's got anything. We're going to move on to the rating phase of our podcast. If you've never listened before, we give each movie that we review a rating from 1 to 6 Infinity Stones. 1 is the lowest, 6 is the highest. If you give it a 6, you can also give it a gauntlet, which is the highest score you can give a movie. And we're going to you know, assign Infinity Stones to Man of Steel now. Let's go to Corey first. He hates when I do this. I do. Uh, I don't mind this time, though, because it doesn't matter. There you go. Everybody's got to go first sometime. That's true. This movie did one scene remarkably well, and 
a bunch of other scenes pretty good. And overall, I didn't leave with a visceral hatred of Superman, which is usually how I leave any Superman movie. So for managing to do a bunch of things right and not making me want to jump off a bridge, and hopefully, you know, Superman saves me, um, I'm going to... I'm going to trash this movie. Well, (laughs) it's true. Uh, I am going to give him three stones for Man of Steel. Matt, what do you got? I also hate Superman, if that wasn't clear by this uh, podcast in general. And um, watching this movie for the... 13th time. I want to go ahead and say it's probably the third time. You know, I'm not going to say I was changed with any of my opinions, but the dads definitely do a really good job in this movie, and they say a lot of very poignant and awesome things. And I don't hate the way they portray Superman, but I just hate Superman, so I'm going to have to give this four stones. So you hate him, but you're going to give him a pretty decent score. Yeah. Okay. Good. Movie's watchable. Good. Frank. I don't hate Superman. Really? No. Interesting. But he beat uh, your boy the Flash in a race. There it is. The age-old debate continues. Um, <laughs> not right now, it does. Yeah, not now. Uh, so I'm going to give this movie the amount of stones of the things I liked. I'm going to give Kevin Costner a stone. I'm going to give Russell Crowe a stone. And I'm also going to give Krypton a stone. Wow, three. three. stones. I'm also very mixed on this movie. Like I said, I love, love, love the opening sequence on Krypton. I want to see that be the entire movie, ideally, but... That wouldn't be a Superman movie. That would be Krypton, the Jor-El story. It would be awesome. Or the TV show. Don't worry about it. Sci-Fi's doing it soon. But it's not going to have Russell Crowe. No, it's not. Being a badass. Fighting around the world. Mm. Yeah, the rest of the movie is kind of uneven. Parts of it are really good. Parts of it make me kind of angry to watch. I'm, I'm in the middle ground. I'm torn between giving this movie three stones and four stones. I think the opening sequence is going... I'm going to think of that right now, and it's going to make me give this movie four stones. But think about the bad things, too. Ooh, did I just bring back down to three? No. No, that Krypton scene is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true, it really is. But yeah, the, the performance in this movie are good. I like everybody. Henry Cavill's good. I don't like that they wrote Superman so weird, because he's been raised as a human, but he acts like a Kryptonian, but he doesn't know any Kryptonians. It's just odd. But yeah, no, I don't hate this movie, and this is my second time watching it, and I would watch it again, but not soon, because it's long. So what's the final count? Four. Okay. Doing four. Sticking with four. That's Man of Steel, everyone. We did that. Now here's the part where we pitch all our social media to you in the hopes that you get into contact with us and... Send us emails and tweets and all those things. So, the first way to do that is send an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. You could send us a picture of your cape on Instagram at zthpodcast. It's not code for anything. Just send a cape. Eh, it could be code for something. I want you wearing only the cape. <laughs> Or if you go to Facebook, you can search for us, Zeros Talking Heroes, in the search bar. Zeros and Heroes both have two E's in them. Or you can go to facebook.com backslash ZTH podcast. And go, please go onto iTunes or whoever in the world you're listening to us and give us a five star rating because that's the best rating and that's the rating we need to expose this podcast to new people. Please. Please. And also, don't do it on Google Play because they can't read. Do it on a podcast app. Whatever app you use to download, it's fine. And if you want to leave a review with your rating, we'll read that review on the air, and thank you for giving us five stars and your kind or unkind words. You know, have fun with it. A five-star rating and then you tear us apart, that would be the best. You know what, that, that's... Camden, we're looking at you. That would be fantastic. We still get the five-star rating, and it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let me tell you about why I hate this podcast, but I'm subscribed. I'm going to give you five reasons why I hate this podcast. Joe, Frank, Matt, <laughs> Sequel, and Corey. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Thanks, Joe. And Hubert. Bonus. (laughs) Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we're going to be doing a much worse movie than this one. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Spoilers. It's not going to be loved by most of us. (sighs) Can't wait. We may have a special guest. Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. That's why I said May. Is it gonna be May? May. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. I saw this. You delivered it. You you just set it up for us. I didn't mean to, but I regret nothing. You put it on a T.
I fucking knocked that shit right out the park. Lake. Yeah, so this has been Zero's Talking Heroes. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, now. <laughs> really? <laughs> Remind them that it's new, Joe. <laughs> Good. They'll know, because they've been listening for like 47 episodes now. <laughs> Remember what your pal Jor-El wants you to know. Every movie is someone's favorite movie. Every movie. Peace.